Hey there, the Science Fiction, I'm Salim Siderwala. As always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Eames. Carl, how are you? Good evening, Chad. Good evening, Salim. How are you doing, Cliff? Uh, I'm doing all right. Just a little tired today, but uh, hanging in there. Uh, ready to talk about some movies. Been busy yeah, this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, tired, too. I ended up watching both the movies, basically, like, Sun. I think Sunday or yeah Sunday and then I watched Pray Sunday and then I watched uh, Nope late last night because that's just when I had the chance to do it. But uh, I, I was right there with you um, as far as just being busy with random stuff. Like I need for me to try to get these movies in. And luckily, I was able to do it. Um, it was a content-filled like weekend. It was just like a lot going on, not just in movies and stuff, but in, like C2E2 was this past weekend. Uh, I was watching Combo or excuse me, Evo, uh, it's a, a gaming tournament that was all weekend. Um, there's also Sandman dropped this weekend as well. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff just going on. I don't know why everyone wants to do it this weekend. I, there was also a party at my house. This weekend, so yeah, it was. Oh, just yeah. A good time <laughs> you didn't invite me. How could you invite me? I, I was barely <laughs> invited, so. <laughs> As played out. Uh, did you random though? Did you see that rumor about Ryan Gosling supposedly playing Ghost Rider? Um, it wasn't so much a rumor as much as Ryan Gosling said, I wanted to be Ghost Rider. He just told Kevin Feige oh. that. And it's just, uh, I guess, people projecting past that. Like, he, he wants to do it. It's not that Kevin says, oh, yeah, you're going to be Ghost Rider. Because Norman Reedus has said the same thing a couple of years ago. So it's not like uh, right. um, it's definitive going to be Ryan Gosling. They, they'll, they'll still probably have auditions and figure out who they want to, the character to be. But um, that's just the, the latest thing is just somebody else in Hollywood saying they want to be a part of Marvel. Ah, okay. That's fair. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a rumor that, that they were trying to him 
but it'll be interesting to see what they go with. I hope, I hope they do. Because uh, I, I think we talked about like, the first one, like the Nicole, the first, like the first mm-hmm. first Ghost Rider the movie that they did, Nicolas Cage. I thought that was fun. The second one I never watched, but I heard that was really. Bad. I can't remember. Yeah, same here. I never watched the second one, but um, I, I watched the first one, and despite what other people say. I do like the first one. I mean, I'm not like comparing it to the MCU because I think a lot of times when people right. go back and watch these older non MCU movies, they be like, it's not as good as the MCU, so it's trash. And I'm like, I watched it when it came out. I remember it was at the time, it was like one of the highest grossing movies uh, to ever debut because it came out in February. So it was like a highest movie to ever debut in theaters in, in February because mm-hmm. no, like, no movies usually come out that month. And people, Again, at that time, people liked that movie, and people, and that's why they made a second one, obviously. Um, right, so right. now people are s- spoiled by the MCU or just obsessed with it. They look back, it's like, oh, it's Nicolas Cage. Oh, it's not MCU, and it's weird. And like, oh, again, I haven't seen it in ages, so maybe it didn't uh, age well. But at the time, I definitely liked it. My- Long ago again, I enjoyed it still. I, I, I like Nick Cage. People that don't like Nick Cage are weirdos. Like, yeah. Nick Cage is a funny <laughs> I mean, he, he, there's a story behind why he does like every single movie ever. But um, basically, it was because he, I think he had bought some artwork that ended up being like stolen. So then he had like a lawsuit or something. So then he had to like pay that back. <laughs> so he Taking a bunch of movies, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah I want to know the story of why he's doing the movie where he's playing himself, the the one that came out this year. Oh yeah, that that's an interesting one. I like to I like to look into that one. I, I, I was I, I remember seeing that, but I never really like uh, ended up like looking much into it. So that that's interesting for sure. And then there was always that squashed um, justice. Where he was supposed to be um, Superman, mm-hmm. um, that obviously didn't ever get made. But anyways, we have a fun show today. We're going to be talking about uh, Prey, like I we mentioned, uh, and then Nope. Um, but before we get into those, we will get into our fast flicks. And this time, I'll wait for you to play a fast flick video. I was about to cut you off if you didn't, if you had started breathing. I was about to cut you off. (laughs) All right. So, our fast flicks. Um, This one is not necessarily a fast flick, but I wanted to talk about it because I texted with you about. And, and and I think we forgot to mention talk about it when we did the Comic Con uh, episode. Like they, we really got an update on Tom Holland's Spider Man. Like obviously they talked about Spider Freshman Year, and um, they briefly mentioned like they're gonna try to see if they're gonna get Tom Holland to voice him, but there was no update at all. Even through all, when they released the phases, there was no Spider Man update. Um, and then thinking about that, and Kevin Fahey mentioned like Man and Daredevil will spearhead street level heroes. So he has a quote. We've got the street level 
So this is a quote by uh, Kim Fei again. So we've, we've got the street level with the announcement of Daredevil and, of course, Spidey going into the street level heroes. So he essentially mentions that both those guys are going to be um, doing the, like, leading street level heroes, essentially. So I was wondering, and we wanted to get your thoughts on this. I mean, I did get briefly your thoughts, but uh, that would be a good idea to have it uh, on our show. But I'm thinking Tom Holland will appear in that 18-episode Daredevil series. That's when he'll appear next. Um, because, like I said, there's no uh, there's no mention of him in anywhere. I'll be, I'm, this is me just completely speculating, and I'll be shocked if not a part of uh, both of the Avengers movies uh, that are going to be coming out, you know, back to back in phase six, end of phase six, uh, with with the uh, the Krang one and then the um, Secret Wars. Um, so I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's going to appear with that quote, him saying both of those guys are going to be the street level leaders. And then they're doing an 18-episode Daredevil series. So that has to, like, that's a lot of content to fill for 18 episodes. So I'm thinking that Tom Holland, Spider-Man, will be part of that. What are your thoughts on that, Carl? Oh, can't hear you. Nope, can't hear you. What happened? We lost you. Uh, you want to log back in and out? I don't know if that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. We just, we were just and all of a sudden, uh, like, can you hear me? Yeah, so, yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Can, uh, can, can, can the chat hear Carl? Oh, okay, yeah, Cliff's saying Carl, he can't hear you either. Um, that's what was up. Why don't, Carl, why don't you log on? Oh, there you go. Right. Uh, so, wait for Carl to come uh, back. But, yeah, I was, like I said, in the meantime, I don't know if it, the chat has any questions about uh, that, my thoughts on that Spider-Man. Uh, thing, but um, but yeah, I think that that's a possibility. Just because you have obviously, they briefly mentioned uh, right after No Way Home that they're going to be doing like a Spider-Man for like or the next chapter for uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. But like I said, it was like shocking to see that they never mentioned anything for all the different phases. So you would think at that point, oh, you back. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Now I got to get back set up, set up again. So please keep talking. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so I was just saying, like I said, it makes sense that with with that quote and with them not really mentioning Spider-Man, like. It could be that he ends up being part of that Daredevil show. So, um, for me, I don't 
necessarily like I don't have much to go off of to think that he's going to be in the Daredevil series because I mean yes uh, they do have relations they do have like a time in the comics where um, they were like swapped identities where Daredevil was like Spider-Man and I believe Spider-Man was Daredevil for a, a period but uh, and, and that's all good um, but I don't think they're going to do that so quickly um, but more of the like i think the comment is more of uh like one spider-man and daredevil gonna lead the street level heroes uh just in general just to get it out there especially when you're coming off of jessica jones and punisher and the cage and iron fist who have not had any official uh announcements uh officially i know there's like some rumors going about uh, with, with punisher and jessica jones but still nothing official at the moment. So I don't really, uh, I don't read too much into that personally. However, I think it, what's important about that is um, that they're specifically saying a Spider-Man is going to be a street level hero. Cause in the MCU, he's been involved in so much already, like going from civil war and being a part of the, uh, the, uh, you know, Sokovian Accords and all, all of that fighting uh, going towards uh, Thanos and being in outer space and fighting in 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 game and going across the seas and far from home and uh, all this multiverse stuff and no way home. Like we haven't seen him actually in New York defending New York um, at all uh, this entire time, pretty much not since Homecoming, I guess. Um, and even then, that was still like him not defending the streets he wasn't like we say we, we would love to see like the outlaws or uh some some something like that like seeing uh petty thugs and small time criminals seeing uh some of his own rogues gallery actually doing crimes in new york city that he has to stop we, we have hardly seen that um as of uh as of 2022 so I think that's more of a, a direction of like this is where the character is going to be going. I do find it shocking though that um, we don't have anything on that schedule for Phase Five at all for Spider-Man, especially especially with money-hungry Sony and their desires to make as many Spider-Man movies as possible um, and make as much money off of them as possible. The fact that they Either they're they're holding on to uh, the information and they're just going to shadow drop a, a Spider-Man in there and and not worry because they don't have to, you know, they, like they're part of the MCU. But if it's a Spider-Man movie, it's still Sony calling the shots. It's still Sony uh, making the movie and it comes out whenever they feel like it, it's ready, whenever they feel like having one. So they don't need um, Kevin's approval. They don't need. Um, to fit in any kind of roadmap if they don't want to. So uh, at the same time, they are working with the MCU and they will try to weave it in the story because the more they deviate from the MCU, the less people are going to be into it. Right, right. Um, I guess, I don't know. I just thought it was like really odd that they didn't mention anything about Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, at least I should say. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm I'm sure at some point, or maybe, and again, it could be maybe something with Sony. Like I think maybe they just, they just haven't agreed upon something, so they haven't announced anything yet because of that. 
like they're still working out details with Sony about his rights and going forward. So maybe that could be, maybe that's a simple explanation. Um, it's possible. I mean, I think they they, they got the rights out, but you know, I mean, even then, it's, it's like I said, it's not uh, Marvel. Uh, well, one, Sony can do whatever they want with the character, uh, but also at the same time, I think that even they know that we've been oversaturated with Spider-Man um, right away, and them telling us now would like ruin like the whole surprise of hey, we're doing a you know a Spider-Man trilogy on on X thing or here's the next part because we don't really know if say uh, like sure we got like Morbius and 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 Vamp uh, Vulture are in that you know whatever universe they're in who even really knows at this point but uh, you can imply that they're going to be Sinister Six but we don't really know for sure what they're going to do with Craven we don't really know what they're, what they're really going to do if they're going to do a Black Cat movie how Madam Web fits into any of that. Um, you know, like we don't know any of those details and they definitely have, like, that's already two movies, um, that are officially being made, uh, that we don't know much about. Plus a third one that's rumored that they're focusing on. So it's hard to say where Spider-Man fits in that right now when they haven't even released those other movies. Right. So I guess we'll find out what happens, but moving on to the next uh, next fast flick. This guy we've talked about plenty of times. He's back. He's back in the news and in a bad way as Ezra Miller charged with burglary in Vermont. Uh, this guy needs to be fired and replaced. Uh, I think they should go get uh, Grant Gustin to be Barry Allen. That's my opinion, anyways. But yeah, he he's he's a menace. He's a he needs to be gone. Like I, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what the hell uh, DC's doing. Warner Brothers is like, they're like, you know, insistent on keeping this this freaking idiot as the Flash for one reason or another. I don't understand why. Yeah, and this was like you know, like last show that we had, we had just had all that news about them canceling the Batgirl movie, and it happened like literally that day of our our last uh, podcast, and then like the next day, Warner Brothers Discovery what came out and were adamant at saying that we are not canceling the Flash movie, and you know Ezra Miller is still our Flash, and it's still coming next year. And then a few days ago, this story breaks, and we have Ezra Miller in trouble again. Like, uh, and according, I'll just really uh, read this a little bit from this article. It says, according to the police report, Vermont State Police were notified of a burglary complaint from a residence in Stamford at 5:55 p.m. on May 1st. Police found that several bottles of alcohol were taken from the residence while homeowners were not present. After collecting statements and looking at surveillance videos, police found probable cause to charge Miller with felony burglary into an unoccupied unoccupied dwelling. So um, there, this does seem like there's some personal like stuff in there. If you look more into the article, I'm, I'm personally reading from Variety. If you want to look that up at home, um, but it does seem like there's some uh, personal like they actually do know. They, or he might know them or they he, he owns some sort of ownership of the property something like that but uh regardless like i agree with you i think 
you know, enough is enough. It's time to just let it go because clearly he's got a lot going on. Then he's, uh, you know, I should say their behavior is um, not something that needs to be, you know, can, uh, encouraged or for, uh, uh, overlooked in any kind of capacity. Like it doesn't make sense. Now, the problem is, I and I totally get it just from a studio standpoint, is they've shot most of the movie already and if not the entire thing already. And just to replace their part, they would have to, you know, recast someone and reshoot the whole movie again. And they've already spent millions of dollars in doing it. So it's kind of like they're in a hard place. They can just release the movie as is and then go forward with someone else or reshoot the movie and spend a bunch of money redoing all these scenes and, uh, and, and so on. So it's just like, okay, well, what do you do as a studio? Like what, why would you, uh, want to spend that much money just to you know redo a finished product um so yeah they're in a, t- a tough space so i do understand that pr- perspective but at the same time like i would like something to be said specifically about these things at least addressed by warner brothers right right we'll see see what's progressive that i who knows um but fast flick really quick. I think it's our last moment to uh, our main discussion is the Russo brothers rejected Fahey's pitch to kill off the original Avengers, uh, which uh, Fahey had wanted to do in Endgame. Uh, not only kill off Robin Jr., but obviously just kill all of them off. Um, the, like the original Avengers, not all the original. The Everyone original, on the screen right uh, now. One on the screen, right. Right, right. Um, that would have been like, I mean, I guess they said they were, the reason they the Russo brothers said they, they thought that'd be too aggressive and um, a little too much uh, for for the ending. Um, I tend to agree. Like, I kind of like that Chris Hemsworth is still part of the MCU. Um, we wouldn't have had uh, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye show, uh, you know, all these other things wouldn't really be part of the MCU anymore if if uh, if they had done that. And obviously Chris Evans stepped out, but I mean, there's always still a possibility that Steve Rogers at least comes back at some point. Um, I mean, at least in, in my hopeful mind, uh, in my heart at least, that Steve Rogers comes back at some point. But uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you what, that would have been too extreme, or maybe that's something you would have been okay with seeing? You know, when I first was, you know, first watching Endgame, um, not knowing any of the outside stuff, I kind of felt that they were going that direction, or they should have gone that direction, um, of literally like it being the because, like, if you remember the actual movie there of Infinity War and Endgame. All of the original Avengers that, you know, phase one and all this stuff, they were not snapped. It was all of the newer characters that were snapped. Right. So the highlight was for the older characters to get this swan song of a movie. And I thought that if they were in, in game just like that and they, they were the ones that figure things out. But then um, eventually 
Like, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that team to be the ones to solve and, and bring everyone back. It, I would definitely have written that movie differently to have uh, it be like a, like, just kind of like a, what did transpire with Black Widow individually going out and Iron Man, but instead of just like, oh, they're all blasted and then they all die and then the, the newer Avengers come and save them, just have it just be a, a gradual fall throughout battle and make it more significant for each of the characters. Uh, and maybe you know, Captain America is the last one and he still retires and, and, and does the same thing. But I kind of thought that's what they, they were going to do. And I felt uh, it would would have been fine with that personally. But at the same time, I totally get what they were saying. Like it would have been really shocking because a lot of people just don't um, just just like the way Infinity War ended and people weren't expecting that. And it, the way I don't know if you remember, like watching Infinity War in the theaters and how people felt when you were walking out of the theater, like it was, it was the most quiet I had ever walked out of a theater full of people. Like I watched Nope last night or yesterday afternoon. There's like five people in the theater. Yeah. It was pretty quiet. Cause we we're just leaving the infinity war. It was a huge theater packed full of people. I didn't hear a word from any no, people were shocked by that. They were like, so I don't... shocked by it. I, I was actually surprised they went through with that ending. Like that was actually I, I like obviously because I've read the comics and I I have I understand what happens in the comics. Obviously it's it's inverse because what happens in the end is it happens in the beginning of the comic, but um but I understood like the what the concept of infinity were with, with Thanos getting Thanos getting all the infinity stones and what his plan wanted what he wanted to do. Um, and he was obviously successful in doing so in the, the comics, but um, I didn't know what MCU you would do because I didn't know if they would just do like a little couple of them or like not do like I didn't know how what they what like what they would end up doing because of the fact that they tend to do so much different things than what actually happens in the comic book. So for sure, yeah, that, that aspect for sure, people probably would have been another very shocked ending i guess um but yeah that's i think i need a final thoughts on that before we move into our 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 main two topics just a real quick just that in that same article that um kev or john favreau actually had to call the russo brothers and kevin uh Faye to convince them to not or attempt to convince them to not kill off iron man he wanted because if you remember Kevin Fi uh John Favreau, excuse me, is Happy Hogan, but also um he was the director of the first Iron Man movie. So right. it was kind of you know his close his his baby, and he didn't want them to kill off Iron Man. Uh, but there's also the factor of Robert Downey Jr. wanting to retire from the role. So it's not like uh uh they had any other choice there. Although again, I always will say I really wish the MCU, you know, just had a rotating Thing for all these characters so they didn't all have to die uh, and then we have to rewrite all these stories to include the new character and not the you know the one that was supposed to be in the story etc etc but anyway um so we're gonna move on from yeah, flicks. Um, we're ready to go ahead and um talk about again we're talking about prey and we're talking about um nope tonight we're gonna start off with prey uh, we have the, I think it's the official trailer. So we've already watched it on the channel, but we're going to do it one more time. And I um, hope you're ready for that. 
Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. something else. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. So that was a trailer for Prey. Um, yeah, that, that was a trailer for Prey, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll start off with giving our thoughts on on the sh on the movie. Um, I, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, obviously, like so, I really I thought it was a really good movie, um, especially with it being like soup like a very short film, like only like an hour thirty minutes long. Um, it, it didn't waste a lot of like space on you know whatever it just had it was constantly like the plot was good from like the beginning um obviously this one is was different than the other predator movies um as the name suggests because obviously all the movies are called predator and this one is perspective from uh the prey hence the movie name so it follows obviously as, as we know the Comanche tribe in the 1719 north america um and again so like what obviously differentiates the entire series, this one from the other series, is the Predator is dealing with the adversaries of just as, of, of someone just as skilled of a hunter as him. Um, like the real hunters that are born uh, and, and live off nature and understand all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and it, it delivers like a really emotional and epic story. It, it improves upon like the concept of the early, earlier films, I think, in my opinion. And it gives like the pr protagonist who jump, who, who the jump is just as capable, who from the start, I should say, is just as capable and deadly as a monster, basically, it shows. And I thought like 
Amber uh, Mid Thunder, like she does a, a, an award winning performance in this. Like she's a big, she's like majority of the film, really, right? See, so, other than they're just uh, all these other characters that are part of the uh, of the movie and and are, are supporting in a sense and kind of help her uh, define who she is in ways, but. Yeah, she she like a lot of the acting she does. She probably did like obviously green screened it with the predator, um, and yeah, yeah. I just I, I really enjoy it, and uh, I would definitely give it. I feel like a stars a five, five out of five for me. How about you? What are your thoughts That's on it? Mighty bold, five out of five. Um, I loved I it. I loved it. I liked the movie. I thought it was cool. I I do think. Um, like, because one of the things going into the movie was they're releasing a new Predator movie, and it's not going to be in movie theaters. That's weird. Like, why? Why would they do that? And it's more of, um, although, uh, like, I do like again. I like the movie. I was hoping that it would be so good for me personally that I would be upset that they didn't put it in theaters. And I'm okay that it's not a movie theater movie. Like it's, you know, I still would rather probably go to the theater to see something like that, but I don't think it was so spectacular that it needed to be in theaters, like to spend that extra money. Like, okay, I can watch it in my own time, uh, especially since I'm a Hulu subscriber anyway. So it's like not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was adequate enough for just being at, home direct video directed digital whatever you want to call it um but that doesn't mean it was a low quality or a low budget movie whatsoever so i think it's kind of a uh um like you said it is a short one it's certainly something they put together um you know and, and only spent so much time on but the entire movie itself i think it had uh, a lot of really great kills from the predator itself but I didn't really care for much of the action scenes, if that makes sense. I like I think some of the action choreography wasn't amazing, uh, whether it be limitations on time, on uh, you know whether skill levels of the actors or sounds or whatever. I just kind of think like some of the fights were a little short and just not all that interesting. But yet the kills from the predator, killing the bear, killing you know the. Uh, the guys with the guns, like all the, all of the the Caucasian people, uh, killing all of the other uh, Native Americans and all that stuff. The actual deaths in there were were pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it, it was largely a good movie. I like the design too of of uh, the actual Predator itself. Just making something that is similar enough to what has preceded it uh, in all these other movies, but still very distinct for this movie. Uh, it being, I, I believe the story is 300 years in the past. So it, uh, mm -hmm. it's 17, 1717 is the year that this uh, movie takes place. So even 1719, the uh, I saw 1717, but it's all right. Um, the mask is still like technologically uh, advanced, but yet you still is way different than what we've seen in the original Predator movie and Predator 2, uh, which, by the way, I, I really, really, really wish this weekend wasn't so busy for me because I was planning on watching the original Predator and Predator 2 at least before watching this. 
and because i've only seen i love predator one it's my one of my favorite movies ever predator two i haven't seen since it came out and all i remember is danny glover and uh urban setting and that's it i don't remember anything else about that movie um and then the other the other uh, other ones are the alien versus predator and alien versus predator requiem if i remember the names correctly and i have not seen any of those and all of them are available on hulu no ad you know not not an ad but they are all available on hulu right now so you could watch them if you're watching prey you can watch all of those other predator movies too uh, but yeah, I just didn't have time to watch those other ones. So it would have been nice to, to be able to do a good comparison of uh, each of the Predators and stuff. But overall, uh, a solid movie. I think uh, Amber Mid-Thunder did a, a good job. I, I like her as an actress. Again, I like her in um, in Legion. If, you, if you're familiar with Legion, she was there first. So um, really good show. And I really, really liked her in this movie. I love the the... Again, most of the cast is uh, Native American, like almost all of it. Um, and then the, there was some Caucasians in there too, which they mostly didn't even speak English or they're whatever they're speaking. Yeah, uh, and then there's just like the one. Um, but yeah, like it, it was still really cool. One one thing I didn't notice that uh, in recent days that uh, this movie was. I don't know if they like fully dubbed it at the time of recording or if they went over it back again, but they made sure everyone could speak Comanche, like the actual language of the Native American tribe. And they did make there is a dub version of right. this movie in Comanche. So it's like one of the first movies, if not the first movie to ever have that. And I think that's really, uh, really sweet um, for just anyone that speaks that language they can watch because they all they almost made the movie subtitled where everyone was going to speak comanche and then it would just been english subtitles but they decided to just make everyone speak english uh and then do a, a different dub after that so it's really cool right right um just a, again i looked up a couple of spots it is 1719 uh, multiple okay. places mentioned 17 not a big deal um, no, I was just saying, like I said, it, it, it's in 1719. Um, uh, but yeah, um, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Did you have any uh, other thoughts on um, some of the, like, with the, the Predator and, like, anything else? Did you have, like, uh, well, I want, want to know if you had, like, a, a favorite design or a uh, favorite kill in particular. For me, I did, like, uh, it was around this scene here where um they were going through and they were shooting him and i think he picked up one of the bear traps and he like threw it at the head of one of the guys and he caught the guy in the head that was my favorite kill of the whole um the whole movie right um i i thought i i like the end fight the fight scene between like her brother and the predator and then mm -hmm. um, her fighting and her kind of figuring out because again, they showed like she's a skilled hunter, right? All these guys are skilled hunters, so she she figures out the things that his weaknesses are and what like he she figures out that uh, spoiler again, just in case anyone sees, she figures out that you know the thing there's something that she can use to kind of hide herself uh, from him from the predators like sensory or whatever. 
um, I won't say exactly what, but like it just kind of shows. Like she figures all these things out, and slowly as the movie's going on, and and um, it's just cool. I just thought, like I said, that I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was well done, and like I said, I like the fact. I always I, and I guess I, another thing for me get that gets um, that changes my perspective on things, especially like how they change up this, like the way they change it up. Like I said, this is this is a bit different than the other Predator movies. Like this is more focused on, you know, the not 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 the Predator itself, but more so on um, the other other people in a sense. So I just thought that was cool in my opinion. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to Nope. I, I know the chat was in, on fire about that movie. Um, we do have the official trailer, so we'll play that first before we uh, really get into and give our thoughts on um, on the movie itself. Did you know the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a few seconds clip of black man on the court? And that man is my great great grandpa. Great. Is another great grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pitches could move, yeah, skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. So that was nope the official trailer um i know I, I was kind of paying attention to the chat a little bit and cliff was he had a few questions about the monkey and he didn't understand what that was about and all that other stuff um so um so let's address the monkey first now um so let, well let's let's address like what the movie is about really yeah we should talk about the movie first just, just yeah so well i'm getting it yeah i'm getting at that um so the the movie is basically just is, is on two themed about two points like you can't tame a predator and mankind essentially will risk everything for like the the prize the spectacle 
that's what the movie is like themed about and everything that happens in the movie is essentially based around those two things um so the monkey in an interesting love i you know i was um i was interested in 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 that aspect because obviously it, it, it meets the meets that you can tame a predator the chimpanzee i should say um but the the chimpanzee thing is actually a true based on a true thing not exactly what they showed in the movie um like it being like a way back in a sitcom but there was a a situation where um a tv actor uh, was attacked by a, a, a chimpanzee an acting chimpanzee whatever you call it chimpanzee's name was travis uh supposedly um and the the actress or actor i should say she grabbed the tickle me elmo and that kind of set off the chimpanzee and in the same way that show in the move in the show or in the movie um attacks everyone and and in the in real life the, the the actor also got disfigured because of the chimpanzee just completely went crazy and you know attacked and they were able to stop the chimpanzee like um i think they it, it didn't go as far obviously this is a little bit more hyperbole uh hyper, you know where it's a movie so they're trying to show more dramatic effect um and show him doing a lot more damage than he the chimpanzee does in real life like yeah the the, the act, actor was hurt but it didn't do as much as uh in real life that they showed in the movie but essentially that's essentially what it's um explains what it's about basically um and and in my opinion as far as the movies because like i enjoyed it i thought like it's not only just like a horror sci-fi but it also does a good job of paying tribute to like westerns uh just like show business um and even like it was cool how they showed like the old usage of like old school technology for filming um with the cameras um, it was like it was very original also view of like a, a, a aliens like a, a, um invasion type of movie if you will um that essentially that you know in, in a sense that um what, what we've seen in the past in with these type of movies like with the alien invasions it was very different like as far as like you 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 know the uh the the alien itself is something different than what you think it is and what you normally you would think it is so or the ufo or whatever they end up calling it in the movie but yeah i thought it was a good movie like i said it, it's definitely a, a movie that makes you think like it's not it's not a very obvious like the subtext is very like you know you have to like really dig through like the the layers really to understand the movie um and i can you know i saw a lot of like critics loved it I, I, I when i looked at the critics review for the most part critics loved it i saw a lot of viewers that had mixed reviews on it um that i think maybe they probably missed some of the subtext in my opinion but yeah at this, i i enjoyed the movie i thought it was it was good and i thought it was very different and i loved everything like what they did and obviously yeah daniel uh, kaluuya and uh, kiki palmer um you know they did a really good job too 
um, as far as uh, everything is concerned. So yeah, that's that are my thoughts overall on on the movie. Nope. How about you, Carl? What were your thoughts and everything that you gathered? So yeah, I um when I this is my first time watching any Jordan Peele movie, just for the record. I haven't I never watched uh Get Out or uh, whatever the other one was called, I don't remember right now. Um, but yeah, I never watched any other Jordan Peele movies. And this one, I, I did have high expectations for because he's got such a cult following now from Get Out and from the other movie. And I thought it was okay. I'm I'm one of those okay. I'm not one of those that are bashing it, saying it's bad. I'm not one that's praising it, saying it's the greatest thing ever. I'm the one right now, and there's there's quite a few people that are just kind of just okay with the movie. Um, it, and there's just like Cliff said, there's a lot to talk about certainly uh, in this movie. And at the same time, it's like, and I've also seen it where people, you know, it's got a lot of complex layers again a lot to talk about but it's also a lot more straightforward and simple than you might think like you, you probably are overthinking some parts of this movie and, and and other parts that you are ignoring or just wasn't paying attention that's like where the the more lore and deep things are and just coming off of like we just were talking about prey that's a very straightforward movie whereas the opposite with nope it's more not giving you all of the answers, um, not directly, not saying, well, this monster came from planet uh, 9X74, which is located on the uh, outer rim of the you know Pacific Ocean thing. Like, it's not saying any of those specific things and just giving you all of this information. Some of the stuff is there, but it's kind of like in the background or was teased earlier in the movie. Uh, just like Muck was saying, uh, the Bible verse at the beginning of the movie literally was telling you at the, the, what the movie was about. It's about um, spectacle and um, and also the OJ thing. Like the main character's name is OJ. Um, not only just like uh, Muck was saying that uh, the OJ child was a spectacle. I mean, we just had like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing that was a spectacle too. Um, but also him being called oj at the beginning of the movie all of those actors and stuff like they were actually kind of like because they didn't know him he was really quiet and you got somebody named oj and they think oj simpson too so they were all they were all white people and they just kind of like oh here's this really dark black guy called oj so they just they're like it's not oj simpson but it's like they make them uncomfortable and the way they treat him and the way they look at him so there's a lot of implied stuff in there in in the movie and there's a lot of layers to it right Um, i think like and what's funny for me is um i like that type of stuff like don't get me wrong like i have it right here i I, it's usually right here every single show but i because i'm actually using it as a prop today it's on my right side i love this anime called neon genesis evangelion to my like to to everything that i own like i love this anime it is one of the most uh complex and uh you know interesting things that i've ever seen it's like my favorite thing in the world right i've watched this uh, a bunch of times and every time i watch it it gets more and more rewarding because it has so many layers and it's so many uh things that are uh, uh not straightforward that 
once I've seen it and then I go back and watch it again, I get a deeper understanding every single time. So it just continues to be more and more rewarding. Nope is that kind of movie where it's just like this, where you're going to get more out of it the more you watch it. And once you get like a, a small nugget of understanding, you go back and you see more and it just keeps going back that way. However, I didn't like it that much. Like I, I think that it could have been more, um more layers to it and more complex than it actually is um because like i said it's it's a lot more simple than you think so let's go ahead and uh, go back and talk about the monkey because i know cliff had some questions and i i i actually did my best to try not to do much research because i wanted because going into the movie um uh, i know a lot of people were, were saying exactly what i said that is not that deep um that it, it, you know some stuff are just more straightforward and of course there's the, the whole scene with the monkey um beating you know, on the on the actual um co-hosts or the co-stars of uh trying to get jupe right uh, of ricky jupe and there's that shoe in the middle of the room so it's like standing straight up and that is a weird thing so we got the like the Bible scripture at the beginning of the movie, and then you also have uh, OJ asking it like earlier in the movie, "Do you believe? Like, is there a such thing as a, a, a bad miracle? What do you call that?" Right? He even said it in the trailer. So you're already establishing that there is people that believe in miracles. However far you go with that, it's your know, your own mileage. But the people believe in miracles. So this chimpanzee, and also, you know, again, uh, establishing that um, the whole predator thing, like you were saying, the um, I think OJ said you don't um, you don't uh, control animals that you kind of negotiate with them. You like you make a deal, right? Right. So in this case, you know, the the chimpanzee been going through a whole bunch, and I think it was like the the. The balloons or something yeah, like that. Something balloon that pop that scared him, and, and, it, and he lost it. Yeah. So at that point, he was already losing it, and all of the cast members were making direct eye contact with the animal, with the chimpanzee, and they they didn't know because they were trusting it. They you know they worked with it for so long, but the chimpanzee had already lost it, so he saw them as a threat. Right. right. So th that that and their behavior in general, their aggressive behavior in general also kind of made it like more aggressive, too. Right. So that part of the movie is uh, important in framing how the actual like, alien thing is perceived, because when it's not it, like it's partly building up the backstory for uh, for Jupe. Right. And but it's also framing how to perceive the, the actual alien, because. Uh, again, the chimp was going crazy and was beating on the uh, and, and killing cold stars and stuff. Uh, but once it was chill and Jupe was underneath the table and um, just trying to stay safe and be quiet, uh, the monkey started to chill, but that shoe was still sitting there standing straight up, right? So despite the fact that his co-stars and friends were dying and getting killed the shoe is standing straight up for some reason and there's like no explanation as to why the shoe was standing up that is a miracle right that is just saying and there's no other explanation to it you just have to accept that that is a miracle because that chimp sat down and 
didn't notice uh, Jupe right away, but Jupe was so distracted by the shoe that he wasn't paying all that much attention to his co-stars getting killed. So chimpanzee was calmed down at that point because he wasn't seeing Jupe as a threat. He saw him as a friend. Remember them explaining the fist bump? Right. That's why he reached his hand underneath the table. The monkey reached his hand to the table because he was like, oh, you're my friend because you're not like being aggressive to me and you're not mad at me or anything like that. I'm calmed down. Everything's good. Hey, man, like, you know, fist bump. So he reached his hand to the table and Jupe was like, oh, okay, I, this is weird. But yeah, I guess we're you're not going to kill me. So fist bump and then blam, monkey's dead. So that's what all of that was about. It was about establishing one miracles and two, uh, not making direct eye contact because he was not looking at ch chimpanzee. He was looking at the shoe. He was distracted. So it was a miracle that Jupe survived that experience because of that shoe. Again, the shoe, you just have to accept that. It's just like that. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's not that complicated, but it's, it is complicated, right? You just have to accept it. Now, going forward, like later on with Jupe, and you know all of the whole spectacle that he had trying to uh you know make that whole uh, what was it called uh I, I don't know just just trying to make a spectacle out of the alien right right everyone so, uh, yeah. it is supposed to come at this doing time and this stuff go ahead no like i said doing risking anything for everything for a spectacle essentially that's essentially what they were doing there like they're trying to you know make uh a show out of the alien essentially uh, and, and obviously at that point the real alien does come up uh but yeah it just kind of showing like what happens when you when you do anything for the spectacle and even the tmz in the end that's what that's about like the tmz guy he wants to get the video he needs to get the video it doesn't matter and and obviously you find out what happens when you do anything to get that video or whatever that is you know there's consequences involved um to that so yeah that's all right so i know what else was was chat talking about um i'm trying to look real quick but uh while while you guys are typing out questions and stuff that you have about the movie um i do want to talk about that like how what are your thoughts on the design of whatever one could just call it the alien um or the, the 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 creature or whatever you want to say what do you think about the design and its use in the movie uh just general thoughts on it yeah i thought like it was like the design is not anything special per se i i think like what what's special about it is they make they make you think it's something that it's not right because you think this is a flying saucer Right, right, like right. that. It's, but it's not, and I think that's again part of the subtext of the movie. It, things aren't what they seem, um, and they even mentioned, like I think, what OJ, right? He says that's not a that's not a shit, because he 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 starts to understand like what that actually thing that's flying around is the alien itself, like it's it's the thing that's the alien, I should say. Um, so like the design of like, it's not any, like I said, not any spe spe special, but like what it represents is again, more special in my opinion. 
Yeah, I I I I completely understand with uh, what you're saying there, but I still hate it. <laughs> like uh, I totally get that um, one. Just like uh, I think Cliff was saying, special effects weren't all that great. Um, this wasn't really that type of movie, and that's what I was kind of expecting, I guess. Uh, for one, there to be actual aliens, because there was that part in early in the movie where uh, Jupe's uh, sons were dressed in like the alien masks and stuff like that right. and and here i am I was like oh it's shit's about to go down I'm like okay they actually are you know encounter and then he punches the hell out of one kid yeah but and i think like, that's oh, part man. of it that's yeah. part of it it's part of making you think it's something that of course. it isn't yeah, absolutely yeah. right and then uh the the weird messed up thing about that is so Jupe went through this experience again, tying it back to the monkey. So the monkey again is not at all related to the monster. They're just right. It's just an example of an animal um, that you're trying right. to control, and that's part of the the overall narrative is that you know trying to control animals, but you really can't control them, but you can only make an agreement with them. So the whole weird thing is that Jupe went through this experience on this show, and then he has his his thing going on now where this spectacle is made and he makes these masks of aliens that coincidentally, they look like monkeys a little bit, right? right. Uh, if you look closely at the mask, they look a little bit like monkeys. So it's weird that he would have that very tra traumatic experience, but then try to make money off of it at the same time. But those aliens are uh, just his sons and stuff. And it's just to throw you off about the whole the creature itself. Um, yeah, the, he, and he was sorry, and and the the whole making money off of his traumatic experience, even the stuff that like he has in his back office, like the door, like he talks about how supposedly he didn't ask for money from these people, but like people could come see it to pay, like so he paid. For one thing, he does charge to see the original stuff, but he's talked about like how that couple paid him a lot of money to spend the night there. Um, so yeah, he again he like. He, he he takes you know he has his trauma but he takes advantage of his trauma to to make money off of it too mm -hmm. um so that kind of represents that as well but yeah overall the uh the ship it's a self or say ship excuse me the uh alien creature yeah. or creature or whatever yeah um i i didn't like really cuz uh, as others have been saying in, in the uh, the chat one, it looks like it looks like a literal flying saucer, like you took two styrofoam plates and put them on top of each other, and it has a little hole at the bottom, and then that's about it. It flies around. It kind of has the EMP blast that takes out any electro electronic devices in its vicinity, and it sucks things up in the hole, and that's about it. So it's not a very creepy or scary design, especially if you're seeing it in the middle of the day. And I was kind of shocked about how much they um, actually showed it early on. Like you can see so much of it. Uh, and then it tra transforms later on into a bunch of uh, bed sheets and like little flaily guys or whatever. And I, it, it lost me because of how unintimidating it looked. Uh, again, if you're in that situation, if you're getting sucked up by a, a flying creature and getting eaten alive by a bunch of bed sheets, that's very terrifying. And 
you know, well, his digest, yeah, his digest, his digesting him alive. That's what it seems to be doing, or it was something like that. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it, it, it ate people. It, it, the right. entire audience was, you know, devoured. Right. Like that in and of itself is scary. If you if that were happening to you, Salim, I'm pretty sure you would be scared, and then you would be dead afterward. But as a moviegoer watching it, it wasn't very visually interesting, and it wasn't uh, very scary. It wasn't. And, and again, was maybe that's not the uh, point of the movie. Right. To, to I thought it was scary. creepy when they were in the thing going in there, and I thought it was kind of creepy in a sense, but. And I mean, I guess for me, that's gone through a haunted house where it's pitch black and you're literally going through the exact same thing that was in that, in that thing. It doesn't feel creepy. It's just like I can't see. And in their case, they were getting eaten alive. So that's, you know, differences. But I think it could have been something more elaborate. But again, the point uh, the I don't think they put like a big. Uh, special effects budget into this movie because I don't think that's the point of the movie, and that's right. probably really why it was so simple uh, and, and and cheap looking because that wasn't the story that they were trying to tell. It wasn't a a monster movie. It was more of uh, using these uh, like to, to make a point, basically, to using these things with the monkey, uh, and the mm. animals, and predators, and having respect. Uh, and talking about spectacle and stuff like that. That's right. the point of the movie. It's not about, it's not like the Predator, again, where the, the point of the movie is monster comes to Earth to kill humans and humans fight back and kill monster. That's that's what Predator is about. That's what Prey is about. This is not about that. It just happens to have a monster in it, you know? And I think that's where it does get a little lost with, with some people. And it doesn't necessarily appeal to everyone because, like I said, I would have I would have rather it been an alien spacecraft with aliens inside, and they do strange, weird things, and they, you know, I would have liked the spectacle of aliens, but it was just a flying saucer that turns into a bedsheet. So that's not what this movie's about. But it's actually commenting on my desire for a spectacle, like, and that's that's what the movie's about. Right, um, and at, at, and again to to address another comment, like the, he's talking about how uh, how um, Jupe, uh, Ricky Park, uh, played by Stephen Yoon, um, should have had a better ending, but he had he got the ending that he essentially deserved because he didn't learn from his past, like the whole. Um, the whole spectacle stuff, right? The predator, the spectacle, the pre making a spectacle of the predator, and all that stuff. Um, like he's he, he's that's what they're doing in that you know in that open in the in the, uh, the carnival, whatever it is. So that's why he dies. He doesn't learn from his past. Uh, he doesn't learn from his, the mistakes that happen um, from his from like that whole point. So that's why I think they they show him dying in that sense because it's just like look you're if you're not gonna learn from these things um, that's what's gonna happen and Muck Muck makes a good point too like um, the animal in the sky that sucks you in and kills you if you look at it it's clearly like he's, it's his fame um, that's what uh, that's what that represents like looking at like fame or anything like that in the aspect. Um, like you're trying too hard to reach something that you know that is 
probably in the end that's not going to end well for you. Um, so yeah, um, just wanted to get those couple of thoughts in from the chat. Yeah, and um, also the director, the guy with the camera, like he was uh, just a cliff. He was filming. He had he took a camera with him, the 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 smaller cranky camera. He wanted the shot. Like he, that's his whole thing. His entire story is he is a legendary director, film uh, photographer, you know, uh, cameraman. That or predators. He gets the shots of predators. That's what he right. does. Like that's what he's like when he's editing. He's all these like different cheetahs and whatever. He's like the guy who gets the the greatest shots of predators. The impossible shot. Yeah, impossible shot. So, yeah, he was sent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said like when I mentioned earlier, they were showing like the old school um, camera technology with that's what he was using um, because they had to use that because um, anytime the alien monster thing came, it turned off all technology, right? So they had to find a new way to kind of film the monster or get a picture of the monster. So that's why they used that. And also, in the end, very end, when she takes a picture of the, the creature, it's that old school camera. It's not like a you know regular digital camera, if you will. Yeah. So he he had the camera with him. He wanted to get the right. shot. That's why he died because he would he didn't want to. He didn't have a good enough shot just sitting there uh, behind the tarp, especially since it went the other way. He grabbed the camera and he wanted to get the shot. He was so obsessed about getting the shot that he didn't care about his own life anymore and that's why yeah. he died that he, and, yeah, he wanted the risking, spectacle he, he, he wanted it. To, yeah the whole spectacle he wanted to do the impossible he got the impossible shot but he had to die to get it and that's that's why that happened um yeah so so yeah it's, yeah. it's way more of a metaphorical movie than it is a monster alien Again, it, it's it's not a spectacle movie, but it, it lines up. Yeah, but it lines up with all of his movies. Like you need to watch his other movies, and you'll understand like why it lines up with Jordan Peele's all of his movies. Like there's deeper meaning behind his movies. Like it's not just like straightforward about what it's you know it's it, it's not about like the monster. It's about deeper meanings behind. So it, it it really does like line up to with his other two movies, uh, I would say, in my opinion at least. Um, any other final thoughts on this? Because you did have one more the Akira slide that we can move on to. I, I have no idea or thoughts on that. I'll let you just take over for that. Yeah, real quick, I did have. Uh, I want to mention that I like uh, as much as I didn't like most of the movie. I mean, I liked it enough to say it's a good movie, but I didn't care. Like, I'm not en- enthusiastic about it, but I did like this uh, scene and the shot, like the blood. Although I didn't quite understand why the monster was, uh, you know, all the blood was coming out of it when that never happened in any other point of the movie. Uh, but it's still uh, the blood coming down all over the house, and it because you know uh, again it like at the beginning of the movie you know OJ's father dies because of the monster spitting up like all of the uh, or uh, inorganic materials, the coins, the keys, and stuff like that it was spitting that out, and one of those nickels lodged into his father's forehead and killed him. So that was happening mm-hmm. at this point of the movie, but. This time there was blood. Why? Just to make it scarier? Because uh, it didn't happen before. I don't know. 
Um, but I did like this scene because it was kind of like the more cinematic part of the movie. Um, but I also uh, wanted to throw in because they did have a Akira slide, like a Akira reference. So if you don't know, Akira is a anime it is an anime movie and it is probably one of the biggest uh, most influential movies uh, of the anime genre and uh, of all time and one of the most influential things about it is uh, there's a, a bike scene where the, you know you've seen this scene before whether you've seen this exact one or you've seen it in some other anime or a cartoon or live action movie or something like that they did this in the movie and um i i really enjoyed uh, the fact that they were able to throw that in there um i do have like a quick little video of uh jordan peele talking about that let me one second here and throw that up oh, is it no sound where's the sound Oh, there it is. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Perfect moment. Thanks. I love the, uh, the Akira slide, too. <laughs> I got to do it, man. So so oh good. my God. I can't believe it. Perfect moment. Thanks. So, yeah, it's a very influential part of that movie. Like, again, it's, it's been done so many times in um, so many other. Um, movies and stuff uh, uh, it, it's just really fun um oh, one second i'm trying to set this up here and there we go but yeah it's uh there we go no it's not there we go that's what i want but yeah like this is all of the different times that you may have seen it with at least it's been homaged in like the last 20 years like over and over and over and over again because it's just really cool it's just a badass thing and again this is just this clips is just from different animes and cartoons Shows, and yeah yeah but it's also been done in other movies and uh, other live action things not just cartoons but that is a very uh, influential anime and clearly you saw jordan peele talking about it. he's like he's super excited he was able to do uh, something um, like that, but um, it was just a fun Easter egg. There were there were many others, but this is the one that stuck out to me as soon as I saw it. I was like, holy cow, the Akira slide, and it was cool. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, that's about all we have for today. Um, obviously, if you've missed any other part, past episodes that we've done, Please check us out uh, on the Barroom Network and check us out. I'll check out all of the other shows that the Barroom Network has to offer. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for tonight. For to, so we'll see you guys next week uh, for Carl and myself. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. So I haven't watched any of Sandman yet, but I think I'll I'll try to get to it this weekend. Um, I don't even know how many episodes it is, but 
Um, I think that's like the only thing that's worth covering for next week that I can think of. Um, yeah, I gotta watch that too. It's on my list. I gotta check it out. I'll probably start. I'll start it uh, this week. Uh, either this week or I'll just probably like binge it really quick over the weekend. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I can think of. Sandman. I know there's other stuff, but I just can't think of it on top of my head. Oh, the group. We'll talk about group. Uh, the they released that the the group. Um, What's out now? Yeah, yeah. That's like a super short thing. We'll talk about that too. Like it's a twenty. Like I think it's like only twenty minutes. I don't think it's that long. Uh, we can just talk about it really quick, um, and then we'll talk okay. about Sandman, and then any other fast flicks that might pop up. I think there was a couple of things that I saw today, but I just didn't want to include it because I just felt like it was too uh, quick. I didn't want to like add more stuff into the outline. But yeah, we're good to go. If you want to send me the uh, audio, and then I'll uh, post it on on the barroom platform all right you got it on the way all right man have a good night i'll see you next week all right see you next time all right man bye